it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, and welcome to Islanders Anxiety from the Lighthouse Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me again is my friend, Michael Leboff. And uh, Mike, we're, we're going to hear all about your trip to England at first, but uh, we have three completely insane Islanders games to talk about, sort of par for the course for this season, in which you never know what you're going to get from these guys. It's always strange and kind of ends up, you know, losing in the long run uh and we'll get to that in a second too but i can't think of a th- stranger set of games than these three that we're going to talk about in this one uh and uh you were overseas for i guess a couple of them <laughs> at least so, uh i don't know if you how, how, how much you were able to pick up over there yeah I, I, the the bizarre thing was well like the the coyotes game i listened to on the plane and that was a very strange experience um, in, in itself. But then, you know, the then the Knights game, I remember just waking up in the middle of the night over in, in England and, <laughs> or, and then f- falling right back to sleep because I was like, oh, it's not right. I must still be dreaming. Mm. Um, <laughs> and then the same thing with the Avalanche game, being like, what? Mm. One nothing shootout loss? I don't think so. And just like, you know, nothing really made sense. And I didn't really put the pieces together until the next day. And I think there was that whole thing with the Kale McCarr. He's like, you know, up, up for a Nobel Peace Prize for uh, yeah, for turning down a penalty or something. And I just, so, so just try to put all these pieces together. Um, and then I get home and that, you know, the Ranger game just you that Ranger game was straight out of the classics from like 2000 the, the right after the lockout 
2005 six season or maybe even this you know a couple seasons after that as well where the islanders are you know running around a little bit trying to keep up with you know marty straka and and meet michael nylander and yager and uh you know jason ward always scored against them and, and of course you know they they would like hang around and you're like oh man like if they can just find a way to get to a overtime to get a point maybe we can steal one here and um, and then what ends up happening is like Marion Gaberick or you know Rick Nash or someone scores a goal very late in the game, um, and and I knew it was coming too. I was like, they're going to take a bad penalty here, and then yeah. Marion Gaberick's just going to score after like a, a strong <laughs> kill. It's going to be a strong kill. You're going to feel like okay, we we weathered that storm somehow, and then you know Gaberick will you know, put the dagger, uh, and mm. it just happened to be Capocacco and not you know Marty Straka or Nylander, or, you know Peter Pruka this time it was. <laughs> Capocaco, right? Um, yes. And what that did was it just completely ruined your Christmas for a little while yes. because you're thinking there's no way they're going to bounce back from that against the Panthers, who um, are you know, having a bizarre season themselves, but a much more mm, by the book bizarre, where mm. it's just, they're dealing with injuries. They made some, you know, heavy roster turnover tr- stuff in the off season the goaltending's inconsistent and stuff like that. Whereas, you know, the Islanders, the bizarreness is much more, you know, there's much more layers. There are many more layers to the bizarreness of the Islanders <laughs> season than, than I think people will, will realize. And I'm sure we'll talk a lot about that. Mm. And they come out and, and have a terrible first period because they had to, <laughs> they had to have a couple power play four power plays oh in the first. God. And it was yeah. just so bad. And you're like, yeah, this, yeah, Christmas is over. Christmas is ruined. And then they sprung to life kind of out of nowhere mm. um, from a, yeah. a a goal from Anthony Beauvillier, who, you know, where's he been? And he just kind of <laughs> just has, has, this is his the past two seasons in a, in a nutshell, really, is he just mm. kind of disappears for a while and then he pops up and you're like, okay, like that's why, you know, he is a useful player and whatever. Um, and then, then that goal just, you know, drag them into the fight and uh christmas is back on you know like they they have a great (laughs) performance they're they're still in the playoff race and i think you know if if you you said that you know that that they have these crazy games and then everything kind of just ends up you know in a in a in a losing effort but i I would even say like they they have all this crazy stuff happening on the ice and they're pretty much right where i expected them to to be you know, if you had asked me uh, right before the season, if you show me these standings and said, you know, does this make sense to you? I'd say, yeah, that's probably about right. You know, the Islanders are hanging around the playoff race and they're just on the outside. They they look like the outsiders right now, but um, they're still in it. And mm. the fact that they're still in it, I think is like, that's okay with me. Like they're, they're only two points out of the playoff spot. They have a game in hand on Washington and the Capitals are going like, if you look at the three teams ahead of them right now in the standings, the Penguins are eight one and one in their last ten. The Rangers are eight and two in their last ten, and the Capitals are nine and one in their last ten. Um, and and I mean, if if you even go further above that, like Carolina's won nine of ten. So four teams in the division that they're chasing, four out of the five teams in the division that they're chasing, have won at least eight of ten. Yeah, and they're only two points out of the playoff spot. So <laughs> that's okay with me yeah 
Um, whereas the Islanders are a very modest four, four and two. <laughs> yeah. They've been playing their, their worst hockey since October and they yeah. haven't fallen. Out. Like they, they, mm. they should be out of this thing, but yeah. they're not. Yeah. Cause, cause they had a little, we talked about, it, um, you know, weeks for on end, how they had a, a bit of a cushion there. Um, yeah, it's just, um, it, it, you know, I looked at that week and you just kind of summed it up and we'll get into the games individually, but like the way I looked at it is they did all this, all this roller coaster, all this back and forth and good periods and bad periods and fighting to stay in and, you know, then dominating the Panthers and getting dominated by the Rangers, getting dominated by the Avalanche, then, you know, kind of Sorokin dominating the Avalanche and blah, 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 all this. And it still ends up with them two points out of the playoffs. And I'm looking at the standings right now (laughs) and it's like Carolina, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Rangers, Washington, Islanders, and then Philly and Columbus. And I'm like, this almost feels like a prediction of the future. Like I'm looking at the final standings here. The Devils, by the way, uh, have come down to earth in a hard, in a big way. Not only have they had the rug pulled out from under them, but the rug was then doused in kerosene and set on fire. Uh, they've lost what is it, six out of seven or seven out of eight or something, and um, they're they're in bad shape, you know, right now. And and they are not in first place anymore. And frankly, after all that, the Islanders are only six points behind them. So it, it kind yeah, of what you were saying, but um, but yeah, it's just it's so much, and like so many of these swings just happen. In each game, like, yeah, teams, have, right. the, the Blues have had a bizarre season. Um, you know, there are other teams that, that have, you know, the Canucks have had, I mean, it's almost a different kind of bizarre, I suppose. But like, you know, they've had these weird stretches. But like with the Islanders, it's like each game is its own bizarre season. You know, every game has its own storyline and its own ups and downs. And then, you know, at the end of the day, I, we never we never know more about this team at the end of it than we did in the beginning. <laughs> just kind of you know it's just such an i I can't remember a season that's been this confusing before it's so hard to get a read on them and uh, in our last episode carrie haber and i were talking it was impossible to predict these three upcoming games and by god we were right like there was just no way to predict a a scoreless shutout you're losing (laughs) one nothing in a shootout uh and it's just uh i don't know it's it's contributed to what's been a very very difficult to enjoy season and i'll get to that in a little (laughs) bit even even the good stuff has been hard to enjoy because it feels like something bad is going to happen right around the corner. And and there's been good stuff and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I don't know. This season has been, this has not been to my liking. This season has been incompatible with my lifestyle. Let's just put it that way. It's not, it's not been a lot of fun so far. Yeah. Like they're weathering a storm right now, which is something I didn't think this team would be able to do. Like they didn't seem like they were, even when they were winning, they were winning, you know, like they, they'd get the goaltending one game or they right. just have like a great performance from uh, whether it be like Barzell or someone like, uh, you know, Paul Mary or Nelson, you know, they, they were a moments team, right? They'd win in the moments. Right. And um, you, you're like, okay, this is fine. It's not, but we know that like the storm is going to come at some point and it's whether or not they can weather it. And they didn't seem like it. And the storm is here. Like they, the Islanders are dealing with an injury crisis as well. That's going mm. completely unnoticed, you know. Will if mm. if uh, you know someone like Ryan Lindgren misses a game, it's it's a huge deal, and everyone talks about how much of a you know warrior this guy means and how much he means to the Rangers. Or mm. God forbid, a Penguin gets hurt, or you know, I don't yeah. even want to talk about what happens if if a, a player from the, the uh, you know ter- in Toronto gets hurt. Like it's just mm. you know, things just stop. But how are they going right to Without the loss of with, and then with, with the Lilligren, like oh no, 
But then with the Islanders, they're down the number one defenseman. Kyle Palmieri was having a great bounce back season. Brock Nelson just took a puck to the back of the head. Um, <laughs> Casey Zizekas, Kyle Clutterbuck are hurt. It's you go. Down, I mean, this is a cluster of injuries, uh, mm. and and the Islanders. It. My brother put it perfectly to me yesterday. He said it. It feels like the Islanders are having a COVID outbreak, except mm. there's no COVID, and it really does. <laughs> it feels like you know these these guys are, uh, you know, kind of. It's like con- th- these injuries are almost contagious uh, when when wow. they happen, and uh, they're still like the the kind of glass half full way to look at it is like they're doing okay despite that i mean simon holmstrom i'm like wow this yeah. guy is good i bet him on on friday night i i, I bet holmstrom to score because he's i like the way he's playing he's the, the parisi pajot holmstrom line looks great together mm. um pajot has been playing well I, I i and he's a you know the, i don't think sports books know who he is so he had a pretty long <laughs> number next to him and i bet him to score and as i'm watching him skate down the rink on on against florida the other night i'm like oh wow this this is his chance mm. and then you know, there there goes Sam Bennett, uncalled. Yeah, Bennett is. yeah, like, knee like on knee. yeah, yeah, like so, like they're weathering these storms, and and th- this is like kind of why I'm, I'm kind of not so like I've, had they lost to Florida, of course, different story, but uh, mm. I feel almost at peace with where they are right now. It's because they are. It's hard to imagine them go, getting through a rockier stretch than what's going on right now. Um, you know, like like Pelic being out—that's their their number one defenseman—and he's now been out for what three weeks. Yeah. Uh, Paul Mary, he's been out for oh, a month, and uh, you know, Clutterbuck's been in and out and stuff. But like they're they're getting by, barely, unimpressively, <laughs> but they're getting by. And and the fact that I think the fact that they do they're hanging around and, and like if they, you know, they beat somehow beat the penguins on Tuesday night and uh, they'll be, you know, and the, the capitals lose or I don't know who they're playing, whatever. Like they're, mm. they're not out of it, which, which, which is, I think they deserve credit for that. Like this is, they deserve credit for not, we talked a lot last season about how you need to win games. And even when you're not, you, you don't deserve it. Um, or, and, and the Islanders, they're, they don't deserve, I don't think they deserve really to be in this position Mm. by merit of their play. Um, Mm. they should probably be like around where Buffalo or Detroit are 34, 35 (laughs) points. And, um, they're not like, they're one of the teams chasing the, these, these open playoff spots of which there are more than I think people will realize. Cause do we trust New Jersey? to stay in mm. where like the way they're they can't the first time they get punched in the mouth like they're falling apart mm. the penguins like yeah they're 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 rolling right now but this is what they do and then guys eventually mm. are old and tired and whatever mm. and they'll slow down and you know the same thing with the capitals they're playing their best hockey right now they're not going to keep this up so yeah. like the islanders are in a i think a much better position i think the way that they're being treated by not just the fan base, but the kind of greater hockey community is that the Islanders are like way out of the playoff race. Mm. Whereas in reality, like they're, they're in it. Like they're just, <laughs> they're just, a, they're just the one, they're not playing all that well, but they're in it. And that, 
that's not that doesn't that's not a death sentence like they just yeah. they just need to find a way to you know course correct and and stay mm. keep their head above water until these reinforcements come back and they can get healthy yeah. because um you know if they do with the goaltending that they have well, he, there's another injury too right Var- varlamov who was playing yes. awesome uh yeah he's on you know, right now too yeah yeah like they they should they should be able to stay in it like with the goaltending mm. so I don't know. Like, I'm, I can't, I, I really like this. Had they lost to the Panthers, I, I would, you know, be miserable. But mm. that, that win, the fact that they get a, a breather here and the schedule should soften up because it felt like every other game they were playing, uh, mm. you know, since the beginning of this month was <laughs> just brutal. So, uh, except for the Coyotes, who I don't even want to. Uh, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, I, I just, I feel much more encouraged than I think. I, I thought I would. Mm. Well, I mean, and like I said, well, in the second half, we'll talk about sort of the way national media sometimes cover the Islanders, but it's sort of like in the beginning, it was like, oh, look at that. I guess they're pretty good. They score a lot of goals now. And now it's like people just completely stopped. Like they don't talk about the, the injuries. They don't talk about how they've kind of fallen out. They don't talk about how these other teams have, have you know, kind of just rolled right past them. And, I, you know, I'm just so sick of the Penguins. I don't want to. We're going to start. We're going to recap in a second. But like, I'm just so sick of these guys. Yeah. Every game, somebody is hurt. And like, not for nothing. But like, Chris Letang, you've had two strokes. Like, are we really celebrating this guy who's playing games now after he had another stroke? Like, really? <laughs> Come on. Just it's it's bizarre. It's it's just funny it's, to me how, you know, everybody's all about protecting people from injuries. And but. They, this what a warrior! You're coming back after having a stroke, dude. You had a stroke, a stroke. Again. Retire <laughs> again. A second, retire. You got two cups. Just retire. Whatever, three cups. Just retire. What the hell? And then it's only a matter of time before Malkin's hurt again, too. Like it happens right. every single year. Every, and this is why, like, I get mad when we hear about you know Islanders injuries. Yeah, they have a lot of injuries, but the Penguins have a lot of injuries every year, and they call up some yep. guy from Wilkes Bar and they just keep going. But anyway, let's go to these games real quick. Um, so we talked about it. One nothing shootout loss in Colorado. The first period was okay. This is kind of an inverse of the Panthers game. First period was okay, and then it was mostly Avs uh, through this the next sixty. By the way, and I'm sure we've talked about this before. Does does every player who gets traded have to be like talked about and like have to be? interrogated on his former team or is it only Devon Taves is this the only trade that's ever happened in NHL history where we we always have to litigate this twice a year every year all the time oh look he's being interviewed oh he's a former Islander guys guys get traded Lou Lamarello did Devon Taves a favor (laughs) he won a cup he's playing with one of the the best defensemen arguably the best defenseman in the league why are we treating this like they they ostracize this guy like they send him to prison this is the best thing that ever happened to Devon Taves. Good for him. Let him live. I, I, I don't understand. Why does this always happen? I don't get it. Nobody, this is, it's, is this because it's the only trade the Islanders have made in 10 years or whatever? Like, <laughs> does anybody ask, um, what the hell's his name? He's with the Bruins now. The guy who, one of the guys who got traded to the Devils for, the, for Paul Mary. What the hell is his name? I Z- forgot Pavel now. Zaka? No, not Pavel Zaka. He was the Bridgeport guy. I don't know. See, I can't even remember Oh, A.J. Greer? AJ Greer, thank you. AJ Greer. Does anybody ask AJ Greer about what it was like being traded from the Islanders to the Devils in the, the Kyle Palmieri trade? Palmieri doesn't get that many questions when the Islanders play the Devils, and he played there for 10 goddamn years. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. This doesn't happen when they play in, in Ottawa with, with JG Pajot. I don't I don't know. It's just it's just really it's yeah. extremely annoying. 
but but it's a, it's a trade the Islanders lost, so we got to keep bringing it up, I guess. Well, what are you going to do anyway? Um, Elias Sorokin was brilliant in this game. He did all he could to get the Islanders something, a point. They go to overtime, and the Islanders had the puck for most of overtime. They just didn't do anything with it. They didn't take a shot. They didn't. They didn't have a, a scoring chance. They did nothing absolutely with it. And then in the shootout, it was Holmstrom, Barzell, and Beauvillier, and all three of them whiffed. But the, with Beauvillier, the puck just bounced off his stick, and that was it. So basically, overtime and the shootout had no chances whatsoever. And Evan Rodriguez, speaking of former Penguins, scores, and that's it. And like, it was a great return to form for Sorokin, who had you know not, not been bad, but you know maybe not had been quite as as spectacular superhuman as he had been earlier, but uh, it was still pretty dis- depressing considering it was right there. And like had the Islanders had another chance, you know, and or taken a shot in overtime, maybe they would have gotten two points out of it instead of just the one. But, uh, you know, it, it was, again, it was a tough game to watch late game. Um, and, it, you know, watching them get kind of fired upon watching Sorokin get fired upon is not fun. But, uh, boy, he was really, really good in that game. <laughs> kind of reminded everybody uh, why he was. But, you know, then he ends up losing. And he ends, I think his record was at that point 10-10 and 10 or 10-10-2 10, and 2 or whatever. And it's like, for what this guy does, the, he shouldn't be anywhere near a 500 record. Like, this yeah. guy should be, you know, in the kind of Cy Young territory. But what are you going to do? Uh, what you, would you make of this one? I, I woke up and just kind of watched the highlights. And it was, like you said, mm-hmm. it was just like Sorokin's Sorokin. Yeah. Sorokin, and then of course, <laughs> of course, the uh, the great Kale McCarr, mm. uh, ah, yeah, thing yes. that's gonna have its own Wikipedia entry. By you know, it's gonna <laughs> apparently this ha- that has happened before. Somebody was saying I saw on Twitter that like Ovechkin had done it a couple years ago, and somebody else, you know. So, I don't, but then yeah, McCarr I mean, at the end, he's like, "Yeah, I won't do that again." So yeah, you know, okay, so great. It, it's just like I think I think one of the f- the things that was kind of laughing about was that here we have Sorokin putting in one of the best performances of the season uh for any goalie and all the people are going to talk about is is Kale McCarr mm. situation and <laughs> and it, and it, and it breaks up like a a kind of you know pet peeve of mine with the hockey media it's like there and, and maybe all sports media but I, I don't really pay attention to much else but uh mm. Like if you're covering that game, and you're especially if you're on the Islanders side, you don't really need to talk about that. Like, <laughs> you, you, like it's going to be talked about by other people, probably other people at your, uh, right. you know, place of work. Hmm. So focus on the Islanders. Focus on Sorokin. Focus on what this team is going through, rather than just like popping in and being like, well, you know, this 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 happened and. Like I get, it's a story, so go chase it. But mm. the the to, I just I don't give a shit, you know. And and I don't, and maybe other Islander fans do. And I'm I'm misreading the room here, but you know, even even if it was an Islander who did that, I'd just be like, yeah, that was weird. Mm. Just as weird as Alex Romanov getting hit in the groin and the puck going in the back of the net and costing the Islanders a a, a point against the right. Coyotes somehow, right? Like mm. this stuff happens, weird stuff happens. Like I just don't really care about it. I'm looking for more of the big picture stuff and trying to figure out, you know, where is this team going? And if it's heading in this direction and that's not a good direction, what can the Islanders realistically do to not go in that direction any longer? That's the stuff I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about Kale McCarr uh, Mm. 
you know, and <laughs> some people are like gotta give him the lady bing. Yeah, God, sure. There, it's just it's it's <laughs> it's so annoying, and and mm. we're now like you know. The the, the, the the hockey season just cycles, you know, of course, like the, every season is different, but they're just a parts of the schedule where the same things kind of pop up. And um, right after the governor board of governors meetings, which seem to happen monthly now, right. we're like, oh, well, these are the ones in, in Chicago, the ones in Florida where the big stories happen. Uh, right. And and then nothing happens. It's just the same people arguing over the point system and, you know, whether the playoffs right. should expand and. And stuff, and then they say the salary cap's going to go up by forty eight dollars next year. Wow! <laughs> thanks, thanks for don't that care. Right. Yeah, like I just really don't care. I don't know who who right. like who are you t- who are you doing this for? You, your right. your colleagues yeah. for for or for the the people who, who watch the sports yeah. that you're covering? <laughs> um, and and like you just after yeah, that's news, right? Okay, the mm-hmm. the salary cap's only going up a million. Okay, it's over. Don't need to like yeah. don't we don't need to like go into this whole thing about you know oh you know the the league really needs the bruins rangers red wings to make the playoffs and then the salary cap might go up more mm. like, oh, don't care like just please <laughs> just tell me you know is both did bo horvat get traded no okay right yeah. did did jake jacob chicken get traded because that guy's been traded for 13 straight <laughs> months but like there's just so many things that that don't really matter because we see them happening. Like I, we see the people watching the game saw the Kale McCarr thing happening. Mm. We don't need you. You don't need to then, then tell us. Like this isn't 1947 where it's like, well, mm. you know, the Cincinnati Reds won the World Series, and here's what happened because you don't have a TV in your house because you know we're in post World <laughs> War II America. Like no, right. we saw it and we've seen it a hundred times. We can all kind of formulate our own opinion about it, and if we want to keep reading on, we'll go find the Avalanche writer. We don't need the Islanders guy to. To, mm. to to go deep into it, but mm. the story of that game was mm. was was Sorokin and and the fact that he's you know like, like you said he he was um not not his dominant self that we saw and uh he just getting him into back into that kind of form right away just makes you just sleep a little bit better at night especially with the the litany of you know injuries and mm. kind of bad puck luck and and I know that the Islanders aren't playing well but I, I don't think you can say that they're getting the the rub of the luck again uh mm. you know that aforementioned romanov shot to me mm. is is a perfect encapsulation of, of what the islanders luck has been for the past since since ryan Pollock changed mm. changed the course of history by and and opened up a wormhole somewhere by by saving that puck <laughs> off the line and, and you know that i guess that was mm. not supposed to happen because since then you know the islanders haven't had any luck but mm. uh and and I think they've been on the wrong end of so many officiating decisions this season as well. And yeah, um, we'll talk about that against in the Rangers yeah. game for sure. But but yeah. like if they have the goalie, like they they they'll at least have a chance every night. So that's mm. that was the big thing to me. It wasn't that Kale McCarr turned down a penalty, and <laughs> you know everyone should be fawning over it. It's that right. Sorokin was back. The Islanders mm. got a point. They took. You know, they they lose to Arizona and somehow come away with three out of four against the, the Knights and Avalanche. And you're like, OK, the, this this bizarre season is going on. So yeah. or it keeps keeps rolling on. So that's that's to me was. The real story from that Avalanche game. Um, yeah. But if you think it was that Kale McCarr 
you know, turn down a penalty, then I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> that for, for this, this rant. Yeah. 40, 46 saves versus one turn down penalty. All, I saw some people being like, this is what the Masterson should be about too. It's like, yeah, screw those guys who came back from cancer. We should definitely <laughs> right, give it to the yeah, guy who was, turned down a power play. This is, yeah. And oh, oh, by the way, the NBA changed all the award names, so now we got to talk yeah. about what the NHL should. In, in a lot of ways, I, I will be, I will be glad if Twitter finally dies, so I'll never have to hear about this kind of stuff ever again. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, yeah. So their trip out west was both triumphant and um, disastrous. When you really think, <laughs> if you look at the uh, the Coyotes, Knights, and Avalanche games in a group. Again, you run the gamut from like, wow, that's a pretty surprising win and, and a really solid game versus I can't believe they lost this game versus I can't believe this game, period. So uh, it was a little crazy. So they come home and they have two games on a back to back, always thrilling. Um, but we get word that Varlamov is hurt. Obviously, he left the uh, the Knights game. So we don't know what's going to they called up Corey Schneider. He's backing up Sorokin. So the game at the Garden um, started out okay. Uh, the Islanders, I thought, played a pretty good first period. Anders Lee scored uh, the kind of goal he no the Islanders never get, like you just said, just bounced off of Ryan Lindgren's leg and it went in. Somehow Lindgren remained in the game, which is rare for him because, you know, you look at the guy and he falls over hurt and then he comes back a period later. <laughs> um, and then the second period, the Islanders went up 2-1. to one. Barzell scored a beautiful breakaway. He loves playing at the Garden, man. He really does. Um, you know, we, we, I don't know, we've talked about this, I'm sure, but like playing, playing the Rangers is always bigger for the Islanders and the Islanders playing than playing the Islanders is for the Rangers. And so like, I think the Islanders really to a man really like playing in, in the garden, sh- like showing up this team. And nobody does that more than Barzell, who scored a beautiful goal. It's the best goal of the season so far. I mean, out of the five that he's got, but it's fantastic. But then again, the duality of the Islanders, then they give up a breakaway goal to somebody named Julian Gauthier. Like what, what is going on right now? I don't understand. Romanov finally gets his first goal of the season on a nice shot that kind of snuck through on the side on uh, Shesterkin. And so you thought, okay, you know, it was, it was a a bit of a wild period, but you know, the Islanders are usually pretty good in the third and uh, you know, they could, they could ride this and and take it home. You know, it was three, two, no problem. But then, like you said, the luck just abandoned them. Puck bounces off Barkley Goudreau's body and in past Sorokin. Um, Nelson and, and JG Pajot both hit posts. Uh, and then Keandre Miller throws the puck around. It just rims off the boards right to Capo Caco, who just kind of just flings it towards the net and it goes in. And then Vinny Trocek gets an, an empty net. The Islanders had killed, had took way too many penalties. And we'll get to that again in, in the Panthers game. Uh, it was just sloppy garbage, to be honest with you. It was just a continuation of the second and third periods from the Avalanche game. And they just didn't take enough shots. They only had 18 shots on goal. And, you know, Shannon, I, I, I missed what she said in the, in the, the in, intermission. Shannon Hogan must have said something about getting the win. And, and then she, you know, looked like she had kind of jinxed them. She said on Twitter, sorry, guys, I jinxed him. This is not Shannon's fault. Like, I don't know. We know this objectively, but like, and Shannon Hogan is definitely not listening to this. But like, Shannon, it's not your fault. These dudes took 18 shots in this game, almost none of which were even almost dangerous, except for the one that went in. And that was Barzell's breakaway. This was a very, very bad game. They still, like, you know, they had a 3-2 lead, but this was not a good game. And yeah. this was, and my wife was like, I can't believe you even watched an Islanders-Rangers game. Normally you don't. I'm like, well, the last time I watched them, they won like 4 nothing. So I thought that was over. Now we're back to, I mean, I don't need to watch these games anymore. Um, <laughs> but it just, it, it, it was almost like the Islanders season in a nutshell. Like you have all these really cool plays, a little bit of luck, Barzell doing thing, Romanov getting that first field goal finally, you know, after all these months. and just. You know, the, ter- the power play is terrible. Too many ke- penalties. 
and then just stupid stuff working against them. And then before you know it, boom, it's a five, three loss. And it's like still back to the suck again. <laughs> can't get, can't get away from it. <laughs> yeah. This, uh, it, I, I really couldn't believe how much this game reminded me of those, those years where it just felt like yeah. the Islanders never beat the Rangers. The Rangers were yeah. always like 12 points ahead. Um, and they all had these amazing, you know, they had all these, you know, the, everybody from the Czech national team was on their team and, uh, <laughs> you know, it was, and then they had Lundqvist. Um, and, and the fact that the Islanders were up three, two in the third, I, I think it was Kevin Kurtz was like, the Islanders are 11, 0 and 0 when they have a league going mm. into the third period. And just then I was just like, yeah, okay. Like <laughs> we know exactly what's coming here now. Uh, and then, yeah, the Shannon thing too. Like it, it, it's just, it was, it was funny because I think that the way that the Islanders, that the MSG broadcast covers them is so funny because they're all so different. Like yeah. Shannon is, the Islanders could be, you know, 13, 47 and six. <laughs> and, 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 you know, you feel like the, the, her entire life is hanging in the balance and the Islanders closing out mm. a, a third period against the Blue Jackets. Mm. Um, and they could be down five nothing, and and she can be doing an interview with with someone in in between the second and third period, and and like almost like geeing them up, being like, well, you know, it's just a little bit of bad luck in this five nil mm. deficit, you know, like that. And then <laughs> he got the way the know, Islanders wanted it to be. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. And then he got like Butch and and Brendan and and just like the the like the duality of of the broadcast as well, mm. and now, especially mm. now with Hickey, who's just you know so you know level headed and reasonable and yeah. Uh, so it's just, it's just an absolute circus, but, uh, that game was a circus and as well. And the fact that they were ahead was undeserved. There were some really, like you said, great moments. The, the Barzell play was great. I thought Brock Nelson, I thought Pajot has been really good lately. Like really mm. was playing some of his best hockey in, in since the playoffs a couple of years ago. Uh, and you know Romanov scoring was great, but they just not. It, it was a typical re, one of the reasons I say it was typical Islander Rangers from that era was that there nothing just nothing went their way. Like as soon as mm. I, I was driving around earlier in the, the day, and I was like, for some reason, I was just oh, I was listening to the the Leafs were playing the Flyers earlier in the day for like their kids game. Oh yeah, and, and the Flyers got yeah. yeah, the Flyers got a five on three or something, mm. and I was and I was just thinking about like, you know, it's kind of nice to hear just another team when when a game you just are just casually watching another team goes down five on three because it just happens to the Islanders all the time. And at that second, I was like, oh well, you know, I feel like they go down five on three every time they play the Rangers, um, <laughs> and then they do. And mm. I I've no numbers to back this up but there's no way the islanders aren't leading the league and most time spent down two men this season right it's feels like that way it does and mm. i think the the thing that's been frustrating with with the officiating that from that night was they there were some objective calls like the puck going over the glass whatever like you got to call it but the the calls before that like the reason the Islanders are down five on three is because there was a soft penalty that then, and now the objective penalty got called. Um, mm. Then like that, that Romanov penalty late in the game, like, or, or I don't know when it was in, in the third period, but like mm. was that, that, that stuff is happening all game long. And, and for some reason, like it gets called there. And uh, you know, I, I think that the Mayfield penalty was a penalty and it was dumb. And 
whatever. But like there's there was just so many kind of things happening in that game that I was like, what you know, if the Romanov penalty is a penalty, <laughs> then that's a penalty. But th- they're not getting the, the the rub of the green here. And um yeah, just it just that game felt inevitable. Um mm. so in a way it, it hurt less because you knew it was coming. Um and the but then it's it just got really depressing because you're like there's if they play like that against the any team, you know, they're they're gonna mm-hmm. lose more often than not. Um and then, you know, in true two thousand twenty two, twenty three Islanders fashion, um they completely you know, change pull pull like a curveball out on us in the next night. Yeah, yeah. Uh so yeah, so they lose this game to the Rangers and you're like, you know, counting all the ways that it went wrong. And Sorokin was fine, uh again in, in the performance, but it's you got kind of saddled with a lot of bad luck and you're like, okay, great. So now we got this stupid back to back against the Panthers who have had their own problems, but still, you know, you go down the lineup and it's Kachuk and, and all these guys that really are just they're the worst. Ryan Lomberg, by the way, and we talk about guys like you know, that we hate playing. And I always forget that he exists until the Islanders play the Panthers. And then I'm like, oh, right. I hate this guy. He's just such a piece of garbage. He's like, he's like um, Garnet Hathaway for the Caps. Like these guys, yeah. nobody ever talks about, but they're just the biggest pieces of shit in the <laughs> league. Like they're just constantly trying to hurt people. And they're always doing the, the face washes and they're all being tough guys. And it's like, dude, you guys are down like four, one at one point, just, put, you know, put it away. Come on. What are we doing here? It's just, I just hate him. I just hate him so much. And what's funny is that I didn't even realize that Patrick Hornquist, who is the top of my list of biggest pieces of shit in the league, he isn't even playing for the Panthers. He's hurt. Excuse me. He's hurt. He might not play. He might retire. And uh, I didn't even realize it because there's so many other pieces of shit on that team that are just always doing this kind of stuff. You forget about obviously led by, by Matthew Kachuk, but at least Kachuk is good, right? Like at least he's, you know, it's one thing when the guy's good and you're just like, ah, what are you going to do? That's why I kind of don't hate Brad Marchand that much. Cause it's like, at the end of the day, the guy's just really good. Like, what are you going to do? You know, he just plays that way. But it's guys that aren't good that act that way that just drive me up a wall. I hate that. But, uh, you know, so I guess, you know, uh, in a way, you know, the Islanders say this all the time, too. Like, they like kind of getting back at it after a loss in particular because you can just kind of rewrite, you know, write the wrongs from the night before. And at first, it looked pretty bad. <laughs> Their first period was pretty lousy. And as you alluded to before, they had four power plays and – each one was worse than the next. I, it's unbelievable. And this is where I kind of lost it a little bit on Twitter. And I was like, my favorite part of any Islanders game is when the most ineffective, impotent power play in the history of the NHL goes to work. Like this, I don't understand. What are they doing? I don't understand. <laughs> I'm not watching the practices. I don't know what the meetings are like or what vi- the videos are like. This cannot possibly be the way that they are instructing these players on how to do a power play. I'm not a coach. <laughs> I'm not Al Arbor. All right? I don't know how power plays are supposed to work. But I know that you got one extra guy. You should ideally be at an advantage. The Islanders are never at an advantage when they're on the power play. It is unreal. I don't understand how these and these guys have played together for seven years with the same guys in some cases. What are we doing out there? It's just I, I they listen. The Islanders have never had a good power play for years, right? I mean, when was the last time they had a good one? I guess when maybe the first the first Letty Boychuk year. Maybe I don't I don't even know. But like they've always know, said, yeah. you know, yeah, like, you know, but like middle of the pack is sort of okay. It's fine. I'm not asking them to have the best power play in the league. I'm not asking them to put out, you know, whatever the, the lightning power play or whatever it is. But like, guys, come on. What are we doing out here? Like, what is the plan? 
And maybe we should start by getting Josh Bailey off the power play. Like the guy, it's been a thousand games right now. I think we, it's fair to say maybe this guy is not going to help on the power play. Like he's just so indecisive. And it's not just him. I don't want to just point the finger at him. But these guys are so indecisive that everybody, there's, there's never a one-timer. Everybody gets a pass. It always goes to Nelson. And then he waits a second. And then he shoots. And then it's either blocked or it goes off to the side or it, it goes to somebody else or they kick it back. So it's always Nelson, Barzell, and Dobson. And so it's trying. These guys are always, and they know where it's going to go. And then when it gets there, they never do anything with it. And it's just, it's, and to have it happen four times in one period was just too much for me. I couldn't, I couldn't believe what I was watching. How are these guys able to do this? I just, and then look themselves in the mirror and then be like, oh, that was a pretty good period. Like, what What are you talking about? (laughs) These are four power plays and you blew them all. One was worse than the next. It was, it was really incredible. I couldn't believe it. Someone would have to look it up. Like the last time they, they finished like, you know, truly a good power play and, in a season right. where where like they were actually relevant, and I think it would probably be O'Coin, the O'Coin first season. Oh yeah, I think probably, that was yeah. Like they they were actually pretty good. Like someone like DM me about that. It's like you know Kip Kip. He brought up the fact that like Kip Miller, like that last time the Islanders had a good power play, like Kip Miller was like pulling the strings on it. Like, <laughs> and it it and that guy you know tells you a couple things. One, it's like it's been a really long time and two Mm. you just you don't need it helps having you know great players on your power play but you just because matt barzell is out there doesn't mean the power play is going to be good if the plan is just to be like i just let barzell gain the zone and set up from there like there's there's no there's no uh clear game plan like even like when you watch that rangers game even when the islanders were like trying they're doing everything to shut down zabanajad and Mm. it was working and they're like, oh, we'll just give up the Panarin shot, and as long as we can keep Zibanejad off the one timer, the the Rangers, like they were on the same page, like they all mm-hmm. knew what they were supposed to do. They went, yeah, even even on their the power plays that didn't work out for them. You're like, I, I see what they're trying to do here with the Islanders. It's like, I don't see it ever when mm-hmm. it when it's when yeah. it goes south. You're just like, I don't know what he was thinking, and I think a lot of the, the struggles right now with the power plays. I don't think Noah Dobson's particularly playing all that well, mm. and 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 I think maybe part of that is the the Pelic being out pushes him up in the lineup, and right. uh, you know everyone's kind of playing uh, you know one step above where there should be. Uh, right. I think Sebastian Aho, oh, after a great few weeks where we were like, wow, maybe he's good, um, has had a couple rough games in a row, and, uh, and then yeah, Salah was just really mm. bad against the Rangers. Uh, when yeah. you're getting you know, undressed by Julian Gauthier, like I <laughs> didn't expect the Julian Gauthier, Robin Sallow, you know, matchup to be the key one in that matchup, mm. but it ended up being <laughs> it. But uh um they yeah the, the it's just it's just been inept and I think a lot of it comes down to Dobson and his his form right now is pretty yeah. And it's mm. just and like you said like do we, do we I don't think we need to see you know Josh Bailey on the power play. Yeah. I don't you put it perfectly. That it's been a thousand games. He's just probably the, the, he's a role player. He's yeah. not playing particularly well this season for the most part. Um mm. you know they I think we can probably take take a a pass on that and maybe do something a little different whatever it is. Yeah. Um but then, I think like they're over twenty-two, right? On the yeah, last like bunch that. of power plays or something, yeah. <laughs> and 
and then but so you leave that period thinking like well they're screwed mm. they just got you know four right. power plays they're down one that's nothing. the game you it's lose over. the game yeah. yeah merry merry christmas everyone the island <laughs> season's over like at least you know last year we didn't we didn't make it to thanksgiving at least we got to to almost to christmas <laughs> this year and uh but then yeah, they 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 really came back um well in that second period uh to to a player too i thought everybody was really good in that game mm. um yeah Peugeot was i don't know how he hasn't had a few goals he's hit posts yeah. after posts he's missed open nets mm. oliver wallstrom missed an open net um you know, like I said, Holmstrom was flying. Parisi was playing really well. Uh, Parker Watherspoon. There's no way that was his Islanders debut. That guy has been in the system <laughs> for, for so years. long. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and like he he mm. he hasn't played a game. Come on, like there's mm. there's no way that's true. Like I I can't get him like Kyle Burrows and and Mitch mm. Vandesample. Like there was just that that like glut of defensemen mm. who just never you know, really advanced past Bridgeport for at least for the Islanders. Um, he was drafted in the same, the same draft as Matt Barzell was yes. Tyler, was Parker Wotherspoon. So, and here he is. And finally, that was not his debut. I don't believe it for a second. He's played, <laughs> he's played a couple of, of, he's had a cup of coffee in, in the, uh, the, maybe the Doug Waite year or something because mm. he's, there's just no way, but he played really well. And, and he's trailing. Uh, he now only trails. Noah Hannafin by 550 games for the most games played of any defenseman in that draft. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, and, and then uh, something, you know, magical happened at the end after something mm. disastrous. And yeah. I guess we can start with the good, what, what, with Atu Ratu, we haven't even talked mm. about yet. Um, mm. Was that the first time an Islanders scored in his first game? Like an oh, NHL man. debut, like and like an, I mean, a, a hyped up, hyped up Islander. And I'm not talking about like, you know, yeah, Hudson Fashing. I know he had, he didn't, but like, <laughs> like that. Like, I mean, it's certainly like, since Tavares, I think, right? I mean, it certainly feels like it. Like, you know, I mean, we we remember. I mean, first of all, how many how many hyped up prospects have the Islanders even right. had for a while? Too. Not not too many. And like, obviously, Barzell's debut, that two game debut the year before his actual rookie year was a disaster. And then it, it took him like seven games to score in the, you know, his uh, actual rookie season. So I don't know. That's a good question, but I, that was by far the feel good. I mean, the, the Islanders did play a, a great second and third period after that bad first period, they kind of dominated and yeah, Beauvillier had a goal. Like you said, he just kind of showed up finally after many, many weeks of, of quietness. And yeah, the Parisi Holmstrom um, Pajot line was fantastic. I don't know if, what Pajot was, was eaten. I think even, uh, you know, Brendan made a joke like, "Find out what he had for breakfast," because he's really been been out there great uh, the whole game. And then Ratu, not only does he score, but he makes this awesome move in the slot to just get open and shoot. You know, decisive. Uh, he wasn't screwing around. He wasn't trying to look for the open pass. The next, you know, the the, the one extra pass. He wasn't trying to dust it off and like you know make sure it's, it's perfect. He just walked into the slot. He juked somebody out of his pants and he scored. And the place just completely erupted. And like he was wearing 16. He's got the fisherman jersey on. Everybody's got their whole, you know, Ziggy Palfy flashbacks going mm-hmm. on. And um, it was beautiful. And and like you said, like we right off the beginning, it felt like Christmas was back on. Like this was we can forget about the weird avalanche game. We can forget about the terrible Rangers game. The Islanders have gotten a win here against a, a pretty good opponent. And by God, their number one prospect is also scored. <laughs> <And> so it <laughs> immediately felt like 
whew, like this huge weight was lifted off. The Islanders won five one. Sorokin was good again, but he he did he made the least he did the least amount of work. He did, actually just started a back to back, which is like oh my god, now this is a whole other disaster waiting to happen. But he only made twenty two saves. Like the Panthers, you know, again second third periods didn't really push all that hard. Uh, Bobrovsky, Bobrovsky did not look good. He had to make thirty eight saves. The Islanders really dominated on the shot clock. Um, but um, all to, all told, at the end of the day, that was a that was a fun game and that was a good game and kind of feel good game we had been hoping for. It's just a shame that it came after two games of somewhat questionable quality. <laughs> Let's just yeah. say uh, before that. And and at the same time, you're like, oh, I'm so happy for the break because they need it. Right. They need to get healthy. We all need to, the Islanders to stop playing. Hopefully, the break. You know, they I wish the break lasted longer, but. Um, but then you're like, oh man, I wish that they played because could they build off that, you know? And, and then you realize, well, it doesn't matter how they ever, how they played the game before because they just <laughs> are a completely different team. It's like, it's the Islanders go into a, uh, they, into the locker room after a game and they just get completely, you know, morph into a different team, right. you know, a different dimension. They walk into a different universe and then a new new clones of them come out because <laughs> they just never seem to carry over the right. performances to the next night. And um, yeah, now you just kind of look back on the stretch after this game and it's got so many different pieces to it. Like, cause that you think about, okay, the devils, that devils going back to, uh, if we start from after that, that wild blues game. Cause then I just remember thinking after that, looking at the schedule, you know, devils, hurricanes, Bruins, Knights, Avalanche, Rangers, mm. Panthers, and of course the Coyotes. But like three, five, seven, seven of those eight games against you know formidable opponents. Um, you know if, what you could say what you want about the Panthers, but still, like like they're still good. <laughs> um, mm. But uh, and you're like, okay, you, you it could have been a disaster. There were kind of opportunities for it to be really encouraging. And at the end of it, it's just the Islanders are s- still standing somehow. And, and there are, you know, that, that there are some glimmers of hope. And I like the Simon Holmstrom thing mm-hmm. is really sad. And it, and it made me really mad because <laughs> the Islanders have been lampooned for their, you know, lack of pipeline and farm system or whatever for a couple of years, basically since Lamarillo took over. And, they drafted this guy, they reached for him, and the pick was kind of made fun of by like, mm-hmm. you know, draft modelers or whoever, and nobody had ever heard of him. And the, you just saw the plan kind of coming to fruition. Like, wow, like this guy, he is, like, you see it. He's, he's, he's lengthy, he's smart, he's hard to yeah. like get off the puck, and he, he, he's got the Josh Bailey syndrome of, of passing up, you know, two on one <laughs> opportunities, which you love to see in an Islander. Um, mm. <laughs> and, and then with Ratu coming up, you're like, well, you know, like it, we've said it all along. The Islanders don't need a, a robust pipeline because they've got, nobody's taking JG Pajot's spot from Bridgeport. Nobody's taking Brock Nelson. We just need them to fill in, in these situations where every puck is finding the back of an Islander's head or their groin mm. rather than the back of the net. And, uh, the, uh, those two guys have done it or, you know, to, and even Hudson fashing, like they, they've stepped in really well. And, uh, so all this was like going, I thought people would be like, you know, maybe 
the 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 narrative would change a little bit about it but then Holmstrom gets hurt nobody will will even notice it but uh you know Ratu scores Holmstrom playing well and you're thinking like wow maybe this is turning into like a a situation like when Devon Taves came up in uh Mm. December 2018 and kind of reinvigorated this team um and took a team that was you know they were playing well but or they were getting results but not playing great and and changed their complexion and uh that's my hope still, but the Holmstrom injury, which just mm. was diabolical, yeah. like from Sam Bennett, like, and it hurt. You can't cry over spilled milk, but like, Jesus. there was a lot of people on my timeline that were like, I can't, how was this not called? And, and one of them was Russian machine never breaks a caps blog. And I was like, you know, when a caps blog is saying that the Islanders got screwed on a call, you know, it's bad. Like, you know, right. you're a ref and you really messed up because that was, and well, the, of course, being a holiday weekend, we have no idea what their status is. Right. Um, we're going to talk about the upcoming games in, in a minute on the, on the other half. But um, yeah, it, it, and because, yeah, I, I, yeah, I totally agree with you, too. Like, they did take a lot of grief for that pick because he was a reach. He was he had been hurt. I think he was like younger. Yeah. And, you know, his first couple of years in Bridgeport were not great because he was like 18, you know, coming over from Sweden. And so. But he's a he's a pretty smart player, <laughs> you know. I don't know. I don't know if he's ever going to be like a thirty goal scorer or not. But like, he, he's definitely a guy who's going to fit into a lot of spots in the lineup because he seems to have pretty good IQ about him, and and he's only getting better every game. And so hopefully, hopefully it wasn't as bad as it looked, but it looked pretty damn bad. bad. Uh, yeah, and, and so. you know what's the the thing that's drove me nuts is that the refs came together mm. after yeah. that. I guess one of the linesmen was like, I I gotta probably step in here and tell them that this guy just blew up another guy's knee and we might want to (laughs) talk this one over. Um, And when, when that happens, I guess the Islanders, like the refs congregate because Scott Mayfield just high sticks someone and they, they miss the call and they get, or they give him two minutes and then they'll be, yeah, you know, let's just, you know, Scott Mayfield, he, he crushed Jack Mm. Kucherov that one time. Let's make sure we give him four (laughs) minutes here. Um, The, uh, they, 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 they congregate and, Mm. They're like, nah, we're good with the with the slashing call on a different player. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then oh you and I God. were both joking that, you know, this means Sam Bennett's going to score in time yeah. game, right? And then he yeah. dominated for like five minutes stretch there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, so far uh, with the two games coming up this week, uh, there's going to be a lot of injuries and we'll, we'll go over them in a second. Um, okay. Before we go, I know Christmas is over, uh, but if you, uh, you just want to give a gift to somebody and you want to be a cool different Islanders gift. There is still time to uh, pre-order the Anders Lee uh, retro reverse retro bobblehead from the fine folks at FOCO. I have the link in the podcast description and at the uh, article at Lighthouse Hockey. Click on it, order it. It's a limited edition thing. It is awesome. It's enormous. We have the Barzell one from last year that is the same size and it looks like Anders Lee and it's pretty cool. Um, So check it out. Uh, it's a pre-order right now and, uh, the link is right there. So get after it. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the upcoming games and, uh, the fact that Mike and I are a bit like, uh, the Islanders, uh, X-Files version. (laughs) We'll explain in a minute. Come back on the inside. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now a word from our sponsors. First, as always, VintageIceHockey.com, where you can get t-shirts, hoodies, and jerseys featuring over 100 classic hockey logos. Vintage Ice Hockey also carries our Al Arbor and The Island merch. And thanks to anybody for who bought any of that stuff at Christmas time. We really appreciate it. Uh, and our portion of the sales of those items go directly to the Center for Dementia Research. Use the code ANXIETY to save 15% off your order. That is VintageIceHockey.com. Try wines from the Pinot Project. They offer a rosé, a Pinot Grigio, and a Pinot Noir that was named a 2022 Best Buy, Top 100 Best Buy, from Wine Enthusiast Magazine. All of them are delicious. They're all priced at less than $15 a bottle and are available at your local wine shops and at UBS Arena. You know where else they are available? I just found this out this week from a trusted source, a.k.a. my wife. They are available at Radio City Music Hall. So if you're going to see the Rockettes, you have a few more weeks to do that. If you're going to anything at Radio City... Enjoy some Pinot Project wine while you're there. And know that even though most of your money is going to James Dolan, some of it can still go to the Islanders fans who are running the Pinot Project. And so you can get in a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, revolution that way. Uh, and so enjoy. And please drink responsibly as well and learn more at thepinotproject.com. Uh, okay, so only two games coming up this week for the Islanders, but they're both kind of large in their own way. Uh, Tuesday, December 27th, is against the Penguins, who, of course, you know, have awoken from their slumber no matter who gets hurt, and they just sort of rolling through things. And then on Thursday, it's against Columbus, who are in dead last in the division right now. Um, but I wouldn't trust them anyway. Um, they need to win these games. And like with the Penguins game, you know, they're only three points ahead of the Islanders right now. Like Mike was saying, they came, you know, the Islanders had that cushion. It's all basically gone now. But you can get a little bit of it back by with getting a regulation win here. The Penguins will never not intimidate, will never intimidate me because we've seen the Islanders beat them. And this is really just a collection of guys. Like it's a collection of guys that are elevated by the play of Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. And that's it. Like these guys, I, I'm really over the the sort of celebratory uh, Penguins love because once these guys ever go to some other teams, they all stink. So mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about it. Um, they can they can win this game and they can beat these guys, and that would be a huge huge uh, victory if they can get those two points. And the same with Columbus. You know, get after it. Get a win against these guys, please, because then the next four games are out west, really west. Seattle, Vancouver, Edmonton, and Calgary all the following week. So uh, it's very important that the Islanders win these two games. They are going to be without a lot of players who we've been talking about. Paul Mary, Varlamov, Nelson, Holmstrom, who now all of a sudden is an important (laughs) player on this. And, uh, you know, that's a lot to lose. But, again, get out there and get a win. And start by like maybe scoring a power play goal. Like, how about yeah. that? I don't know. Maybe, maybe am I asking too much? I don't know. Um, but yeah, the, the, it's it's nice that it's only two games, but they're kind of two huge games. You know, of course they have to be two division games, so uh, they need these wins. And um, I don't want to see some kind of weirdness where you know they walk away with two points out of the two games. And be like, oh yeah, they played pretty well. No, get get wins. Like get wins. The time is yeah. over now. Yeah, yeah, and, and they need they need the wins, and and the. The scary thing is, like you said, you, you were going through the list of injuries. We know that they're going to be without, you know, we can feel pretty certain they'll be without Pellick, Holmstrom, and Palmieri for this game. And 
at least. And mm. uh, you know, with if Nelson's not back, like then you're looking at Barzell, probably Ratu, and uh, Pajot is your you know one, two, and three centers in any order you want to put them. And then mm. you're probably gonna have to call up you know Cole <laughs> <laughs> Andy Andrew have to, does Andrew have to play center. I don't even remember, but right. like the the um, they're gonna get tested here, uh, mm. because the uh, the depth like the it's 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 now like I said it's like an injury, you know it's a cluster of injuries. It's not just you know one or two guys where you can you know plug in right. a player here or there. You can plug in Hudson Fashing for Cal Clutterbuck and it's almost a like for like switch. It's now a, no, we need six guys. <laughs> it's, 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 and one of the guys who's heard was, a, was already a fill-in guy. So it's, it's, right. it's just, you're really going down the list. And um, it's in moments like these is when you kind of like count them out or you count out a mm-hmm. team and, and then you get surprised because, you know, something, you know, clicks and, and, I joked a couple of days ago or weeks ago about like how the Islanders should just stop playing with, with set lines because these guys just, they all know <laughs> each other so well. Right. They've been playing together for forever. They're, they were at probably, you know, did a Yankee swap with, you know, they're probably the only team in the league that has everybody stick around there yeah. for, for Christmas, right? Like they don't, they're, <laughs> they're all at someone's house hmm. watching their kids open gifts together and stuff like that. And, <laughs> you know, so they they know how to play with each other, even if they're not regular line mates. Um, mm. You would and, think and, that, though. But yeah, that often isn't the case. Well, it depends on how many people are on the ice. So if it's a five on four, right. then that Anders Lee and, and Josh Bailey have never met each other before in their life. Right. But um, <laughs> but you you'd hope that you know something clicks here where it's like okay, like that the Barzell line maybe takes over a game, and because someone's bumped up to play with him because of the injuries and it's like, you know, Lee and Barzell click again or something. I mean, you're just looking mm-hmm. for something like that to carry them through. But um, you, like you said, you just, there's nothing else to say, but besides that they need to win. I mean, that, that blue jackets game is going to be incredibly important no matter if they win or lose, because you got to get those two points before you go down this, this swing. And I said before, I was like, Oh, maybe the schedule will open up and, and you know, mm-hmm. shame on me for not really looking ahead because <laughs> They got these two games this week, one of which is against one of the best teams in the league and the other against one of the worst. And then you have four game, you have the Pacific Northwest swing. Uh, mm-hmm. And then and then it's Stars, Wild, Habs, Caps, Bruins, Sabres, Canes, Leafs. Like, mm-hmm. it's another really tough stretch. So <laughs> it's, it's they, they just need to bank, keep banking points and, and just keeping themselves afloat because at, at some point you just have to imagine that Lam, Lam, this famous last words that the Lamarillo will do something like mm. something will will, ha, will will spur him into action, thinking like, okay, now you know this is the time we got to go for it. This is not a, a year where they they're trying to build on something. They already did that. Yeah. They did it for a decade where they were trying to take mm. a step and then another step. You know, now they just need to be make every season count it for as much as it can before the cliff mm. eventually comes. And one way to stave off that cliff or to make the season better is obviously to bring in some reinforcements for the outside of which they should be looking at every possibility and they've got cap space for it. And yeah. they, they probably have you know, the assets needed to, to make a trade. So, mm. and with the injuries, there's, there's an impetus 
as well. Mm. So I'm just I'm hopeful that eventually they they get the, the the stamp of approval that they've earned they've earned the right to like you know get someone in from the outside because they they have in a in a way like they deserve it they've they've been they've punched above their weight to an extent to to even be in it um and i think they maybe maybe i'm islander i have my islanders colored glasses on but i i still believe that this team when healthy is is really just one or two pieces away from from actually being a heavyweight uh and it's and it's hard to watch them you know continue to scratch out results when you know it's Josh Bailey's on the top line and if he's <laughs> if 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 he's if they're jumbled it's it means that Josh Bailey's on the third line and it's it's mm. Barzell playing with you know 37 year old Zach Parisi god bless him it's been awesome this year but you know like right. you get the point yeah so yeah. i'm hoping that they can they can keep just clinging on until that that moment comes and if it doesn't come, you know, that's going to be really sad, but just cling on for a little bit longer so that someone can just make something happen and bring in, you know, the reinforcements that are desperately needed and wanted. <laughs> right. Well, so, so I teased before that Mike and I were joking that we're kind of like the X-Files for the Islanders, because basically nobody's talking about how insanely strange this season has been. I mean, aside from us and obviously, you know, other Islanders podcasters and bloggers and stuff like that, we, we've all been kind of aware of how bizarre and otherworldly and unusual this season has been. And nobody else seems to be talking about this. Don't, by the way, there was a, a thread, uh, you know, me and a couple other people were going back and forth on Twitter about how, uh, how was the 32 Thoughts podcast going to react to Atu Ratu's uh, first NHL goal? Uh, it'll be a story about uh, some junior team from the 1970s and Elliot Friedman eating. That's how they're going to. Yeah, react to the story, how they're going to cover it. And so it's been sort of like that. But we are also, in a way, like the X-Files because you are the Fox Mulder. You are the true believer. You are the guy who is is all about this. You're still out here thinking that Lou Lamorello is going to make a trade and do something to shake this up. And I am the Dana Scully because I don't believe for a second that Lou Lamorello is going to do a goddamn thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just no, don't. I, I, I and, don't believe it. I'm know, just trying to talk it into existence. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's probably what Mulder did a lot of time, too. But, um, you know, the thing is, and here's the thing, like, so they talked with Lou, I guess, before the Avalanche game, I guess, because that was because um, Varlamov got hurt in the uh, the the Vegas game, and they talked to him about, you know, well, how do you think the season's gone? And he said something that I cannot believe Lou Lamorello actually said. But this is again eighty year old, eighty five year old Lou Lamorello, as opposed to you know, I guess fifty five year old Lou Lamorello from the Devils days. He said, uh, "I think we've done. Uh, we're in a pretty good spot right now, and we're doing okay." And I'm like, "We are." <laughs> I just really you think we're doing okay? This is this is Lou Lamorello here. I was shocked. To me, Lou Lamorello was the guy who's like, "Well, we're not in first place, so we're not doing well." Like right. that—that's my Lou Lamorello, right? So uh, I was shocked to hear him say that. I, you know, then we hear all this stuff about you know the salary cap. You know, again, this nonsense. Whatever Gary Bettman. One minute he's talking about going up ten million. The next minute it's, it's a million. Who knows what does? Nobody wants to make a trade. Everybody wants to attach their garbage to the guy you want. And so they're all like, yeah, no, thanks. I'm not interested in, do in doing that. That's been a tale as old as time. And so I don't, I, to me, Ratu is the reinforcements. He's it. And I would not send him back to Bridgeport. I have a feeling he's going to go on that trip uh, out West with them. I don't know how long he's going to stay there, but um, you know, this team needs something. And I, I, I do think that there are pieces here that can be good. I mean, we've seen this lineup do good things, but 
I just, to me, this you can't play one good game, one bad game, one good period, two bad periods, two good periods, three terrible games. And like, it's there's nothing here that tells me that this team is going to be good for the long haul. Now, maybe when you know the calendar flips to 2023, all that changes. Like, stranger things have happened. There's still what 47 games left. They've only played 35 games, so there's still a lot of season left over. I'm not going to sit here and be like, this is all, but. Through this first 35 games right here, this has been the most Jekyll and Hyde team I have ever seen and to the point where like you can't you can't count on them to play two shifts uh, consistently, let alone two games or two weeks or whatever. And I, I don't know. It's just I don't I don't see any help coming. They're going to have to figure it out. Like, and again, I, I hate to sound so simple like this, but try scoring power play goals like <laughs> maybe you yeah. can do that. Maybe that maybe that's a change worth making. I don't know. But uh, to me, it, it, I, I'm I, I get it. Like they are in the mix, which is better than not being in the mix. But they're also out of the mix, <laughs> you know. So uh, I, yeah. I find it very hard to kind of get. To it, they're on like a precarious. They're in a precarious very situation, so, yeah. right? Like which is mm. why that what I, when he, when you did say that, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and it is funny that that like Islanders Lou Lamarillo has just been so different from you know right. sign Ilya Kovalchuk to an illegal deal. <laughs> Lou Lamarillo, right? Like it's smuggling it's, Russian defenders right. over under the Iron Curtain, you know that kind of thing. It's so funny, and yeah. how different it is, and yet his 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 reputation among the uh, some of the mainstream media is still the same. It's like, yeah. oh, well, you know, you know, Lamarillo is going to be in on 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 this player and that yeah. player and this and this, and you know, he's always around everything. Really. <laughs> The last, sure. which okay. okay yeah i mean the last thing he he did was acquire kyle palmieri like that was it mm. and, and we all knew that was coming for weeks sure um, so, show too yeah yeah and so. and that's yeah so I, I i don't believe it when i say it but i just hope i'm hoping that hopefully yeah yeah that they're just they're because the injury the injury crisis is is what is leading me to believe like, okay, maybe there's a little bit more of a chance that something happens because they, they do, they need, they needed reinforcements regardless. And now, Mm. you know, especially if Nelson's out, like that's a disaster. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long he's going to be out for. He didn't seem like to have like a concussion, uh, but he did. He clearly required some sort of stitches in the back of his head. He looks so mad. Yeah. 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 He's been the, he's the best. I don't want him him. to ever play for anybody else. He's just so great. (laughs) when I was at the height of my anger during the first period of that Panthers game, I texted you and I was like, I would keep Barzell Dobson, Sorokin, Nelson, and let everybody else walk. Like that's how mad I was. I just, I didn't want to see anybody else on this team, get rid of everybody, but those four guys. Right. And, and it might be surprising to keep Nelson in there, but he's just been, you know, for the last five years, he's been, he's been the most reliable Island. He really has crazy he's i can't you know and so what when he when he got hurt like when he took that puck off the back of the head first of all i was like that's very brock to like take a puck to the back of the neck <laughs> and just right. he'll, he was mad that it happened and he's just gonna skate skate around and be fine and then when he left the ice i was like all right like you know concussion spotter is gonna make sure he's right. okay and then you saw like there was blood on like his 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 face shield and, and like coming yeah. out of the back of his head. I'm back like, what? of his ear? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Like what's going on? This is, this is not good. Uh, mm. And he didn't come back. But like you said, hopefully that was just because, you know, he, he required some patch up work and mm. nothing else because yeah. But though, 
those are the things that are, you know, the Islanders are in this precarious situation and, and they're, they're always one injury away from that precarious situation becoming worse. And, and because of the Islanders and not the Rangers who still, of course we don't root for injuries, but like, I've heard all, all year that the Rangers have had this like a massively unlucky first half of the season. Hmm. They discovered that sometimes you can hit posts and the, the puck doesn't go in. Like, <laughs> every every Ranger fan, we lead the league and posts hit. Like, okay. Hmm. That's not... You also haven't had a, Adam Pellet get hurt. Or, yeah. You know, like this, this... Yeah, when was the last Ranger who got hurt and was out for like a significant amount of time? Sammy Blake. Blake. <laughs> it's serious. Okay. It was Sammy Blake. Yeah, I believe you. <laughs> and, 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 it's like... Uh, that's I, I I can't it's it's so funny that they just don't get it that the, right. the way that these two teams that view how hockey is supposed to be for for Islander fans it's it's about the journey right like mm. the 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 roller coaster ride the the absolute sickening depression after mm. a, a November loss to Boston mm. that to the Ranger fans it's like oh it's a Wednesday night national game against the Bruins so maybe I'll watch it. Like mm. no, every game is is life or death for us. And then for the Ranger fans, it's just it's not the journey doesn't matter. It's that the 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 it's just a means to an end. Like it's it's the result that matters to them more than anything. Are we are we lift? Are we like being talked about in in May? Where it's mm. for us, it's it's yeah. That's 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 the cherry on top. If right. if we get to play, like if we still get to play in May, like it's a miracle season. Uh, <laughs> so it's right. yeah, it's just so different, and and it's it's so yeah. annoying because at sometimes you think like oh, it'd be so simple. I just mm. not chosen this team, you know, chose that team that could just tune it out, check in, <laughs> and, and learn who who the players on my team are. Sometime in in March, right. trade for Rick Nash. <laughs> That'd be nice, but no, right. that's not, that's our, our lot in life is much different. Yeah, definitely. And I just, you know, I get, I, again, it's just comes back to these simple things. Like I would just like a power play that worked. I would like <laughs> a team that like, it's like you, we've been saying for weeks, like you, you coined the phrase, the uncles, like they're, they're everybody's, everybody's God father to their kids. Their uncle, this, their uncle, that these guys know each other forever. There are guys that on this have only played. How many guys in this team? Do the Islanders lead the league in guys who've only ever played for that one team? Because it feels it. like they have to be, right? Like, okay, fine. Pajot and Paul and Palmieri and Parisi and Romanov, like they've played for other teams. But I mean, Varlamov obviously has too. But like nine out of, you know, whatever, seven out of the top nine guys or, you know, uh, whatever. Let's say nine out of the top 12 have only ever played for the Islanders, right? So, um it's crazy. And yet sometimes they come out and it looks like they've never seen each other before. They've never played each other with each other before. They don't know where, how do you not know where that guy's going to be? Like you've been playing with this guy for five years. How do you not know where he's going to stand at a certain point in a game? I don't get it. It's just, it's very, very frustrating. And I get a lot of people are probably listening to this. Like, Oh man, stop, stop whining. Stop complaining. I'm also not, I'm also not feeling well. So this has been a bit <laughs> of a disjointed podcast, you know, coming off of the holidays and stuff, which are great, but I just for the, this has not been a fun 35 game ride. And I get they, you know, they won what well, they won five in a row, one point, four in a row, another point. So there have been good points. Yeah. The Ratu goal was fantastic. But the, the Barzell breakaway goal was fantastic. But every single time 
it has been balanced out by something so incredibly stupid and irritating that I almost can't even enjoy. <laughs> like at least the Ratu goal happened in a in a, a win. It's been a few days. It was Christmas. We had a nice dinner at my sister in law's house. I got a bunch of cool presents. I gave my daughter some cool presents. My wife some cool presents. So it's been it's I've had I've had that same high for a few days now, and I feel very good about it. But if they come out against the Penguins and they stink, and you know he's a minus four. And he's playing on the fourth line, you know, with Ross Johnston and Hudson Fashing. <laughs> I'm going to be mad about it. Like, like, oh, come on. You know, like, it's just it's just one thing after another. So, I don't know. This yeah. this 35 games has not been a lot of fun. Well, and and it's, like you said, like, you, you just want these, like, simple things. I just want to, you want to just be able to, like, trust that they're going to be able to. Yes. That's for it. For five minutes, yeah. keep their, their, their cool. Because right. that was the, the, the Trots Islanders more than anything was, like game management was was their forte okay yes. there's there's three minutes left in the second period we just took a lead we're going to we're just going to see this out and we'll come back out in the third like mm. stuff like that little things like that that go unnoticed we just we just killed a penalty right. momentum's kind of swinging back in our favor let's like just you know manage these next couple minutes take a breather figure like get our legs back <laughs> under us with these right. with this team they're just it's like a bunch of puppies they just like you, you put them <laughs> You put them down, and they just they they do one thing, and you're like, "Oh, that was cute." And then the next thing, they're mm. tearing up the couch. You're like, "Oh, Jesus Christ, get away from it!" Like it's, <laughs> it's it is it is right. It's it's utterly bizarre. Um, mm. But you know, they're still in it, like at least. So like, there's re- if they weren't still in it, I mean, Jesus, I mean, I wouldn't be watching any of these games because like, yeah. they don't deserve it, but they're they're still in it, and that's that's kind of like the the main thing to me is that they're they're playing meaningful games uh you know hopefully they they keep playing meaningful games though yeah well there you go all right well that's as good a spot to end it as any and we'll see uh what it's like uh, when we come back uh next week after new year's so uh thanks very much for listening uh i hope you all had a great christmas today's also the first day of kwanzaa again so happy happy kwanzaa to all those who celebrate and uh we'll be back next week after new year's hope everybody has a fine and fun new year's uh hopefully the islanders give us uh, something to cheer for and uh and we're all uh, in good spirits uh starting 2023 uh michael leboff where can everybody find you on twitter oh wait a minute i never asked about your trip to england duh we heard your great voicemail, uh, and uh, and you sounded like you were in the middle of uh, I don't know Comic Con or or <laughs> Disney World or something like that. Uh, how was the uh, the darts? So you saw darts, cricket, and soccer all in the span of about a week in England. Uh, how did yeah, that go? it was it was darts and soccer, but I made it to the to the home of cricket. Uh, ah. Got yelled at because uh, <laughs> I walked in and the gate. There's this big gate and it was open, so I just walked in and. Yeah, you know, some security guy was like screaming at me, like, "Where are you going?" And I said, "Oh, I was just gonna go take a picture over there." And he said, "Are you here for a tour?" And I said, "No, I'm, I'm American." And he goes, "Okay, hmm. <laughs> are you here for a tour?" <laughs> and I said, That's "No, funny. I just want to get a picture." And he said, "Eric, you gotta get out. We're not open yet." So, oh, anyways, uh, that was my cricket experience, but I did get a picture. Um, oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, the darts just just utterly bizarre. Um, <laughs> can't really explain it. You gotta just if you just watch it it's, it felt like more like beer fest come yeah. to life you know it's just right. just cr- crazy um like a That's tripping on some crazy you know acid or something and you're just walking <laughs> around and you bump into you know an oompa loompa and then you turn around and, and there's you know the, the queen of england behind you and uh 
hmm. all the while these guys are playing darts and the best experience was so i wore my islander jersey the first night i went and uh there was a canadian guy playing his name's jeff smith uh hmm. so he's he's playing and he lost uh to hmm. uh i can't even remember but he, so he loses his match um and the way this works is so there's 96 players in the tournament and the first round is um the unseated players play so the first 32 players are seated and then uh the the last 64 are unseated and then you play to get into the next round to play a seated player and um Jeff Smith is kind of like one of the better unseated players every year mm-hmm. um and he loses and uh that match if he had won would have he would have won 15 grand like that's the first oh, round wow. so uh anyways i'm walking around afterwards they have this like fan village set up in in the kind of lobby with like food and uh beer and stuff mm. and i just see a guy walking around in a bill ranford edmonton oilers <laughs> jersey so random yeah and i'm like Crazy. oh god who i gotta get a picture with this guy we were the only right. two people in hockey jerseys and then I, he turns around and it's this guy jeff smith who whose reaction to to losing a a, a match of darts right. in front of three thousand people dressed as masters caddies or strawberries <laughs> and bananas was to throw on his bill ranford edmonton oilers jersey and just walk around the crowd um, so funny yeah so we got a picture um and he didn't even say anything like i just <laughs> like where are you from? where are you from in canada alberta he's like no i'm from he was from new brunswick <laughs> and i was like oh okay um but yeah i mean it's just it was so nuts maybe the mm. craziest so the and the soccer match I went to, Leighton Orient, who's like League Two. So mm. it's Premier League's the top league, then it's Championship, League One and Two, so right. fourth tier. Um, and ab- after the game, we met up with the, like, we just ended up talking to these Danish people, one of whom was a Ranger fan. But we, of course, we started talking about Franz Nielsen. And then this one guy was so overcome with emotion, talking about to, to a couple Americans about his Cincinnati Bengals. Like he, he he's watched every Bengals game since 2002 from Denmark. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. He's got a tat, huge tattoo of Ocho Cinco on his forearm, <laughs> like weeping, openly weeping, talking about the Super Bowl last year and all this stuff. Yeah. I was going to say, he, yeah, he like, must be excited about the Super Bowl from last yeah. year. Yeah. And he's like, That's you have no idea. Like the, the D- Danish Bengals group, like it was the biggest party we ever had. And, I was like, that's so great. Like, I'm really happy for you. And he's, and he's just so like, funny. was like, yeah, weeping, <laughs> like talking about the bagels. Um, my, yeah. my sister-in-law last was over our house yesterday and she was asking me, cause I think she has a, a coworker who is like a, a, who's a guy from Jersey, but he's like, um, she was saying he was like a, a, not a Cowboys fan, but some other team like outside of wherever. Oh no. What, what was the game last night that we were watching? It was, uh, Oh, it was Vikings and no, what was the one before that? It was the Sunday game. It was a one o'clock game and we were watching. Oh, it was Packers. That's what it was. She's like, yeah, I have a coworker. He's, he's from Jersey, but he's a huge Packers fan. I wonder how's that, how that happens. I hadn't even thought to be like, yeah, my friend Mike met some, some Denmark guys from Denmark who are freaking Cincinnati Bengals fans. How is that even possible? We are our friend, Sean from England, who's an Islanders fan, like, and a Carolina Panthers fan. Like, how does that yeah. happen? It just does. Sometimes the team chooses you. I say, you can't really help it. Yeah. The, and, and a couple uh, I should shout out uh, Tristan, who listens to us, helping. Yes, uh, you know, help me navigate some uh, rail strikes uh, <laughs> that were over the, going on over there. Wow. Um, but yeah, like this this guy, like all he wanted to do was come to the U.S. to go to Cincinnati. Like, <laughs> uh, like it's just 
sports are so that's you know so right. weird and and i think that's you know perfect way to kind right. of end this thing is that you know the islanders you know we we hate this team and mm-hmm. we love them too and and um like the the power that they have over us is is like this guy in the Bengals that like the islanders mean so much to us that, right. that we'll sit here on on boxing day in the morning and, and talk about them for an hour and a half and people will listen to us talk about them and um you know we'll put up with the bullshit and the fact that they they make us feel so undesirably sad and right. shouldn't they're they're a hockey team they live on they live they we don't know these guys we feel like we do and they make and the, the way that make us feel happy or sad and like it just doesn't matter it shouldn't matter at all but it does Right. Is, and and then you meet someone like that who's as unhinged as you are about a different <laughs> a, a team that plays in a different country in I I mean right. Cincinnati and and Copenhagen. He was from Copenhagen. Like I don't I don't know if you can think of two more different cities in in you know this kind of Western yeah. world. Um, and you're like, oh, all right, like maybe maybe there is something to this. Like this mm. that this whole thing is sports because. If this guy is weeping, talking about the Cincinnati Bengals to, to a couple of strangers from America, just because he was so happy to talk about the Bengals, like mm. maybe when I've gone away or talked to people about the Islanders and they're like, Jesus, this cr- this crazy person from right. from Long Island is talking about the Islanders and showing me one one time when I was in Vegas, I just showed the the Oilers played and the, the nights that night, and I was just showing videos of Ryan Smith crying to, to a bunch of Oilers fans <laughs> and. You know, maybe they're they're like you know, mm. that, that guy's unhinged, but we're not alone. Like, there's unhinged mm. Bengals fans from Denmark too. So <laughs> that's funny. That's all. Yeah. yeah, it's true. It is funny. And like you know, I know my wife is not a sports fan, and and I'm sure I've she's I, she's heard me rant about the Islanders for so often. I don't know how 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 she deals with it, but it is stories like this that do remind you that there are other people out there that are like you, <laughs> that, yeah. you know, can, you know, no matter where they are, they, yeah, they find these teams. And so, so, so that was cool. Well, well, we missed you. Uh, Carrie filled in very ably as always, but uh, it's good to have you back. It's good uh, that you had a great time. That message will live on and Islanders anxiety infamy forever. Uh, you, uh, you met the state puff marshmallow man and you sent me yes. some pictures too. And there were dudes dressed up like in all kinds of stuff. And I was like, Dude, it looks like Comic Con. Like, is what it looks like. Is everybody's in costume, and it doesn't really matter that they're not. There's no theme. It's just people just showing up in costume because they can, because right. you know, it's a party, basically. So that was pretty cool, and uh, yeah, it was awesome. So I hope. Uh, so I mean, who who won the the darts championship? Was it like a? It's like still a going on. It, it'll end in. Oh, uh, <laughs> they take a break for Christmas. Um, oh, all right. Yeah. So it, tomorrow it it kicks back off again tomorrow. Uh, with uh, all right. So there's there's 32 players left, I believe. Okay, so if you want to get in on it, days in, right? The uh, yeah. the channel is where you can watch it, sign up, and uh, check it out. And it's a lot of fun. It's again, it's, it's like a big party. It's insane. Uh, but uh, where can everybody get your updates on on that and other things uh, from Twitter? The Big Lebowski with two E's. Follow Mike at the Big Lebowski. Read his work at Action Network, of course. And uh, we'll be back next week on the other side of uh, the New Year's uh, Day. So uh, thanks a lot for listening. Merry holiday, whatever you're celebrating, and uh, have have a good one and uh, good good vibes going into 2023. And we'll talk to you again later. Thanks a lot. Bye bye.